FM. The Power Station with Colin Curtis. Good morning, baby. The picture of the man that you're looking at is the picture of a lonely man who found out too late that by losing you, he lost the best thing he's ever had. Your mission, if you decide to accept it, is to try his love just one more time or his heart will self-destruct.
that I've landed. I've literally landed and crashed into the microphone. Uh, welcome along, it's Colin Curtis. It's the Soul Series on a Friday, once a month, as we always do. And uh, on this particular show, of course, we've had previously Mr. Steve Plum, uh, we've had Tim Ashibandi, we've had Andy Tatch-Taylor, and tonight I've got the great pleasure of introducing Mr. John Corliss. Good evening, John. Good evening, Colin. And listeners. <laughs> and li- uh, yeah, and listeners. We've got some listeners. We've got Danny Turner, who's uh, who's no doubt got his, his credit card in one hand and uh, Discogs open in the other. And uh, Janet Crow, big shout out to you, Eddie Hubbard. We've got quite a few coming in now. Uh, we'll have a look at the Facebook as we go through. Uh, but as usual, what I'm looking to do here is... Um, you know, tell somebody's story, an alternative story to other people. Uh, everybody thinks that uh, they had exactly the same story. It's absolutely not the case. Everybody gets mixed in and mixed out. Uh, but we kicked off tonight with uh, some fantastic music from the 70s and uh, some of the stuff that we played at Blackpool Mecca. Of course, kicked off with B. Lloyd on 20th Century Records, and that was a record that, although played at Blackpool, didn't really go absolutely massive until much later, probably in the 80s, uh, and then really took off big style, and now will probably cost you an arm and a leg. 
Uh, we then continued with uh, the incredible Mr. Billy Proctor and the Love System, and eventually uh, my friend Mr. Butch got round to playing that and playing it out as well, which is nice to see. Uh, also tucked away on an album by Adam Wade, uh, which Billy Proctor, I think, is, uh, makes up some of the backing vocals on that as well. Let's keep it up with the Joneses, and then we continued with uh, Ed Summers. I'm just saying up there to John that, of course, the original uh, 45 that used that backing track was Joe Anderson, uh, called You and I on Buddha Records, but that was, I can tell, came out a little bit later, sort of 1980 time, and uh, that was Ed Summers, and then we finished off with uh, one of my favourite labels, and that's, of course, the fantastic innovation too, Lost Generation and Your Mission, if you decide to accept. You can be Tom Cruise as well. Um, so, John. Right, let's get to you. We're 15 minutes into the show. We've got uh, three and three-quarter hours to get uh, <laughs> all of your life over. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But um, let's let's go right back to the beginning. When Where were you living and, and where did you first hear black music where it was starting to have an effect on you? Um, well, I was living in Birmingham at the time and I was starting to go out to, to some of the clubs in the city Rebecca's the first club I ever went to and we did stuff like show and sell and then we moved up to uh, another club just out of town called the Romulus where they were actually playing Northern this was about 1974 um, and really I knew nothing about Northern in those days because Birmingham at the time there was no Northern no, no it was a non-Northern province I, I think um, so 74 that's like two years after the Torch All Nighters and Torch All Nighters finished in uh, kind of early 73 um, but no I mean I mean, I, I, I would definitely agree with that um, sort of 1974 um, but you've got to talk about the catacombs so that, that just shows you the, the, the difference between uh, yes. Wolverhampton and, and just 10 and miles Birmingham away was a chasm <laughs> yeah yeah, a chasm in terms of black music and in terms of club. Yeah. Well, people never went music. to Wolverhampton. So the, Ro the Romulus, what was that? Was, what, was it, was, that? it was a nightclub just out on the outskirts of the city centre, up on the Hagley Road. Okay. And and what, what was that? A Saturday night? Was it? It was a Friday night. It was Friday night. Friday night. And specifically meant to be a soul night. Or? Uh, no, it was a, it was a club night. But where's some of the northern people? from Hale Zone, which is only just up the road, which is classed as the black country, yep. where they run uh, Tiffany's. Oh, well, like, yeah, yeah. Where well, you Tiffany. played. Yeah, yeah, before I played, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, I mean, I must have been going down there about, what, about 75 Tiffany's in Hale Zone, yes. was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, go for your guns, the Isaac Brothers was, was starting to evolve then alongside the Northern, much to some people's annoyance, but it didn't stop Well, him. I just remember you playing Bobby Womack down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The 60s crowd had all run up, and then yeah, the 70s right. crowd had run on. That's right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, now it's, it, they it, all run on to it. It kind of emulated what, what, you know, what was happening at the Ritz and, and all these places where you, uh, yeah. you definitely saw a split um, as to people who wanted to move forward and people who wanted, still wanted that 60s sound. And, of course, the 60s sound is still very popular today. So... We're going to kick off with a record by the Four Tops. I mean, where, where, where would this come into your life? Is this radio? Um, this is from the father. They were lost this year. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. I mean, I've been through it, so I mean, I, I know what kind of emotions attached to that. I mean, it's... I think when, when, when we're all growing up, when we're kids, um, these people seem uh, invincible. <laughs> and they're always going to be there and I don't think it matters at what age it happens John so um, no I'm sorry to hear that so what's the connection with with the record and, and your father 
Well, my father was more into hi-fi. He, he used to build his own speaker cabinets and, you know, he, he had a, an old valve amp to start with, yeah, yeah. with a Gadard deck. But he used to make these speakers probably about two and a half foot wide, two and a half foot deep and probably about four foot high. And I said to him, why do you make them so big? And he just turned around and he said, it's the quality of the sound you get out. And, you know, as a young young child of about 10, you don't realise. And it was a lovely, warm sound. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so I mean, the, you know, the fact that you understood all that aspect of it as well and to get that through. So, four tops, we're going to kick off the story of Mr John Corliss. <laughs>
you're not my friend You've been here through thick and thin And for that little girl I love you And all I wanna do is talk about you I'm here to say I love you more each day And I just wanna tell the world that I love you so Though they put me down because I love you as much as I do But they don't know what you've done for me You made such a happy man out of me series on Friday night once a month and tonight's guest Mr John Corliss uh, getting us warmed up there and some of the uh, early records that uh, affected him and uh, we kicked off with the Four Tops Walk Away Renee uh, and as I said off air not a Holland Dozy Holland composition but absolutely nailed the song tell us a little bit of the, that's your connection with your dad with my dad yeah and then we moved on to uh, Isaac Hayes Shaft first what I consider the first soul record I ever bought okay and then the, the Stevie Wonder 
when we was 14 and that, there was a lad on our street, he's got an older brother, and we used to go into the house when it was raining on school holidays and listen to all his Stevie Wonder albums because he was a massive Stevie Wonder fan. I have to admit it to you off air, I was late, late getting into Stevie Wonder en masse and, you know, and exactly what he was doing, but um, definitely uh, since then I've learnt the lesson and the guy's an absolute super talent. Uh, that was a track taken from an album called Music of My Mind and it certainly was music of his mind and it still is today. I mean, the guy is an absolute colossus in terms of uh, black music. So... We've got a couple of clubs. You started to buy records, and um, we're about 1974. Yeah. Um, where do we go now? What do we do now? Uh, well, we, when we started to get to the Romulus, um, my mate, he actually lived in West Bromwich, and of course, more the black countryside, he'd heard about Northern Soul, and said, oh, I've heard about this club after we'd, you know, the, we'd heard these Northern things in the, in the Romulus. Yeah. And I waited until I was 18 to go to uh, to Wigan. Okay. And it's funny, my grandmother lived in Wigan at the time. And my mother and father were going up for the day. So I said to my mate, we can get a lift up there and we'll have to get the train back in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we went up for the day, stopped and then walked all the way into to the casino. Well, she only lived a few miles out. So we walked there. I, that I was just mesmerised then, yeah. and of course, that's where the journey started. So was was that seventy four, seventy five, seventy five, seventy five? Okay, yeah, okay. So we're going to be open a little while. Yes, uh, yeah, in seventy five. Yeah. So uh, we, did you then start going there every week? No, not every week. No, we were still going around town and that, and okay. because there was a cl another club in Birmingham called Barbarella's where they used to have a lot of live acts on. Yeah, they did, yeah. And we I saw people like a couple of times, yeah. Rufus Chachikar and Fat Bat Band. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Jackie Wilson played, I saw him at Rebecca's the night before he played Wigan, but he was also playing their other club, Barbarella's, on the same yep. night. Yep. And I've heard stories recently that Jackie Wilson seemed tired at Wigan, <laughs> so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bob, well, Keith Mitchell used to go to Barbara House to see some of the live acts, and eventually, I think he played a couple of a couple of sets there. Um, but that was, uh, I think, in, in terms of Birmingham, that was one of the first clubs that I, I, I was connecting with, that there was a connection with black music, yes. without a doubt. Yeah. So, 75, you going to Wigan on your own, or just two of you? Well, or the two of us to start with, and then... Of course, the all day has started at Locarno in 75. Yeah, yeah, and that was Terry Sampson and Chris King. Uh, Chris, of course, uh, sadly not. Because no I, I'd actually gone with some of the lads from the Romulus on the train up to Wigan, and then at the all day, I was introduced to other lads, uh, Mark Hallam and uh, Mike Ashmore. We soon became friends, and they told me about there was a coach from Starbridge to Wigan every week. Went to Wigan, yeah. So we'd go on that. Rather than use the train because it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the and the coaches stay all night and then bring you back at eight o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm 
stay awake that long. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, Locarno, of course, I mean, at that time, I mean, as I say, promoted by Terry Sampson, Chris King, I mean, Locarno was very much the, 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 the big room was, was still Northern Soul at that yeah. point, there's yeah. no doubt. In the back, it was where the jazz punk had started to develop. Uh, and we'll continue until some more stories after this. You were calling Curtis on Friday night on Hitmix Radio 107.5 FM. And the story of Mr. John Corliss continues. the telephone I've 
Tell Soul Sam on the queue in there. <laughs> Thank you, Morton.
talking, John. We're talking. What are you doing, Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> 2042. Let's have a quick look in, in on Facebook and... Um, Carol's listening, multitasking and listening to doing the gardening as well. Uh, or the, the garden programme. Good evening, Carol. Uh, Valentina, uh, hi to you. Mark G.V. Taylor, hi to you. And uh, great compilation, by the way, Mark. And uh, I did play a track of it last week, and maybe I'll even play a track of it this week. Who knows? Uh, Karen Windsor, hi to you. And, of course, Danny Turner, is, uh, he's just writing everything down. Yeah, he's a busy man, busy man. But don't forget, you can catch this um, with all the other podcasts that I've done uh, on a Friday each and every week. Um, you can catch them up on colincurtis.podomatic.co.uk uh, so that's all the listening again I mean there's nearly a thousand shows up there now, so you, you've got no excuse whatsoever uh, and as I say the next guest is going to be Charlie Reese. he's in chat room tonight as well uh, down there in London town recovering from his double outing to Shiftless Shuffle and then the 100 Club yes Two weeks in a row, well, Sunday and the following Saturday. Very impressive, very <laughs> impressive. Um, so we kicked off with those three, and um, first record was, I've forgotten. Show and Tell. It was Show and Tell, and and you'd already mentioned Show and Tell, but I mean... Well, those are the, these are those records that I heard in the Romulus, yes. you know, that was playing other things like Out on the Floor, you know. Yeah. And Little Anthony, Better Use Your Head. Yeah. What a way to start... Listening to the no, that's right. That's you know. right. I mean, your know, staple diet of, of of stuff that was happening at the time. Uh, then we quickly went to get out, but that we that would be a Wigan effect, or was that in the Romulus? Well, that was as in well? the Romulus as okay. well. Okay, yeah. So we, we we got all three, but then and he's, he's, the a, South, Ma- well, he's yeah. a Mecca record, Southside <laughs> Movement, accused at the time of playing white records. I remember as being accused of playing white records. <laughs> uh, have a look at the. Um, the credits on this on the blackest script you can find <laughs> uh, Southside Movement on uh, 20th Century um, so how did you equate uh, at that time the difference in, in sound and, and the difference in the type of sound between that and say Harold Melvin and they were just good and quality tell. soul sounds yeah. to me that's all yeah. I was concerned about and I think you know that that's the way I, I, I've always tried to approach it not you know, not over-categorise things, not, you yeah. know, not, there is no right and wrong, you yeah. know, and if you so get a reaction... 60s, 70s or 80s or even new releases. And, and, and obviously Romulus DJs at that time are playing what what they believe to be great soul music and and, and that's proved to be the case over the years, there's no doubt about that. So where, where do we go from there? We, we, we're now going to Wigan. What's starting to equate with Wigan, apart from you having to lose your wages every week on records? <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, our DJ, are you starting to pick out DJs? Starting to is there a pattern to no, what's going really. on? Are, are, no, you, are you up on the balcony buying records? Uh, well, yeah, just going up basically and listening and having, <laughs> well dancing as well. You know, at the time, just what, uh, them were the days when, when you could dance. Uh, you were yeah, yes. up to dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two left feet nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you, you said there was regular coaches going up from Stourbridge, was it? Yeah. 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 Who was on there? Any names you can remember from the, from those coaches? Oh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> it was sitting in your seat, be quiet and get to Wigan, was it? And then listen to some records. Well, most weeks they were full and there was three three to a seat at times. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, that, that tended to be the case with, with most of the coaches. I mean, at Mecca it was, it was the same situation. I mean, Mecca actually laid on free coaches and, and as many as 50 on a Saturday night to come to the Highland Room, you know, and then the sole people got to know about these free coaches so they stopped piling on as well. So some of them, did, yeah, you did suffer a little bit of overload and um, 
at one o'clock, most of them would leave. And then eventually, uh, you know, some of those um, obviously been paid for by the people who'd hired, uh, hired them in the first place, but they would then go to Wigan at one o'clock, you know, yeah. leaving Blackpool. So there was there was one or two options. Not every coach did that by any means. But um, so not taking much notice of that, just and, and were, were you finding yourself spending more money on records? Just gradually to start with. But, you know, it's, it's addictive, isn't it? I'm very much addictive, <laughs> as you know. And, it, it, and, and for, mo for most people, who, you know, once you get caught, it's a life addiction. But when you when you were you going through this period, you, you're just enjoying what's happening to you. Yes, enjoying, to start with, yeah. Uh, the discovery of soul music. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this next record, I was the next record that was played, uh, definitely played at the Torch. And obviously, uh, as you've seen, when, when you equate with the years 72 and, and you're sort of 74, 75, these records have got longevity as well. And, you know, they were, it, it didn't matter who played it first. It really didn't. <laughs>
from John Corliss and uh, we're coming and we're going to make a few stories uh, off air there but we kicked off there with um, the incredible Mr Garnet Mims looking for you uh, again big torch record back in 1972 but uh, you've got a story about that as well wouldn't you? Yeah I was in the disc of the record shop in Birmingham at one uh, Saturday afternoon and who should walk in Lenny Henry with his friends he just won at New Faces and he was in there asking for Garnet Mims <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a time, and, and, and Pep was involved as well, I think. I did the Lafayette Club in, in Wolverhampton when uh, Lenny Henry turned up a couple of times. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not saying he didn't know what he was talking about or what he was doing. I mean, he was, he, he was obviously, you know, the music was attracting him. And then we moved on to uh, the one and only Mr. Jackie Wilson. Uh, I don't want to lose you. And uh, for, for me, got to be one of the all-time greats. I mean, Tuesday night at Tiffany's in Newcastle on the Lime, I mean, that was mind-blowing experience. Yeah, well, he blew me away at, uh, when I saw him at Rebecca's, as I say. And, but I heard the Bell Boys played at Wigan one evening. And I personally, I wasn't over-keen on that because it was just too fast. Then later in the evening, Dave Everson dropped that. Wow. And, of course, the following week, I was in Reddington's in Birmingham in the Jackie Wilson boxes, <laughs> pull it out for a pound. And of course, the bonus was just being sincere on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean there, there wasn't really a Jackie Wilson single you could buy that wasn't brilliant. I mean, I mean, and that whole album, that Beautiful Day album, was just absolutely phenomenal as well. Yeah. Quick look in the chat, we've got uh, Mr. Dave Welding, of course, there from uh, Soul Junction Records, of course, and uh, uh, Mr. Arthur Fenn, uh, who's backing up his old mate Soul Sam, saying that Soul Sam, one of the most technically brilliant DJs on the Northern Soul scene, he wouldn't make a mistake as, as petty as I did. Um, and then, this is an album I remember standing in the back garden of my mother's house, uh, waving this for a photograph, and I just got it from Soul Bowl, and that's Freddie Butler, and, which, and now one or two singles released from this, but back in then, even back in those days, playing tracks off albums didn't really have the impact, it was difficult. I mean, we played the Isley Brothers off an album, uh, Freddie Butler off an album, you know, a lot of those early things uh, didn't really have a massive impact, probably until, uh, I mean, I remember, what was the, um, Len Barry with his version of, um, what was it on RCA? Uh, yeah, you need a memory for this job and I haven't yeah. got one tonight. <laughs> but Freddie Butler just was old old and that was, and that was uh, a track called, um, That's When I Need You. Which absolutely brilliant. Did you hear that at Wigan? Yes, I did. Yeah. I think I think most of the, of, of the right people got a copy of that at, um, from John at some point. Um, and so now, regularly going to Wigan and what what about what was happening at, at Bellacano? Are you still you still going there as well? Yeah, regular all days on a Sunday. And are, are any DJs coming out now or are you still just collecting records and taking no notice of DJs? Well, of course people like yourself uh, was playing there. Well we started yeah, I started to play there and um I, I think I did in, in the very early days, you know, one or two northern sets, but mainly started to come down there in, in the back room playing jazz funk um, with, um, of course, Sean, Sh Sean Williams, Dave Till, um, and that kind of developed into a life of its own. And what happened at Locarno, um, as the rooms changed around, the jazz funk, the main jazz funk console, uh, the Riaz type stuff went into the main room.
um, we had just a jazz room in that the original jazz funk room, and then Modern Soul with the likes of Soul Sam, Arthur yeah. Fan, um, and and uh, Richard was was in the small room just as you came in, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and, I mean, where would you where would you go and listen on on, on, on an event like that? Well, floats around all in all the rooms. Yeah. 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 I think that I think that uh, that kind of comes over as we as we go through that you've very, you've always been very open minded because you're into into the jazz stuff as well. Yes, yeah. Well, I've got introduced. Well, I've always avoided it in the early years because it was just another genre I could not afford to buy. I think yeah, I think I think that's a bit of honesty. I think I think you know, some people do afford genres for that very good reason. And I mean, even back then, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't cheap. And, and jazz, of course, evolved a little bit like Northern Soul. And you know, there was it, it was a collector's market. Uh, and late seventies, of course, a lot of uh, Japanese jazz came into the equation, and they were two or three times the price of. Well, of, some of, of those jazz stuff. punk things did get played in the main room, you know. Idris Mohammed and things yes, like that. Yes, yes. But know. I mean, they've become part of Blackpool Mecca setup. I mean, we were playing those records as the norm. Um, I mean, Idris Mohammed was, was was just a normal record to play at Blackpool Mecca. I think it, uh, it it received a mixed reaction from people who who liked the '60s sound, you know, and 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 then that would grow. But then I would go around playing DC Larue and that, and you know, other records yeah. around all day is and, and and eventually not wear people down because this was good music wasn't it, yes. I mean, it was, uh, either way yeah it was whether people could adapt to that kind of change not this kind of change <laughs> the incredible bobby bland
sounding better. I don't think it gets any better than that, but we'll go back to that in a second. Don't we get a big shout to everyone who came up to Blackpool at the weekend. Fantastic weekend. I'm surprised I'm still awake after all that, but um, brilliant in all rooms. I just think the whole thing went off tremendously. Lots of positivity, uh, not too much of the usual politics and negative stuff. So that all went absolutely fantastic. So don't miss next year. Going to be even better. Um, we have a look back, and uh, we got Mr. Dave Weldon. I've said him, Suzanne Pacente, and uh, you can also get the Tiffany's tickets off Suzanne Pacente. I'll give you all the details on the local Tiffany's night as we go through the show. Uh, we've got Steve Johnson, who says he's lost his sound. Well, switch it off and switch it on again, Steve. Um, nobody, uh, anybody else lost sound? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, according to this, uh, the sound is definitely going out. Then we've got Mr. Andy Tats-Taylor. Uh, he's been listening in the background and multitasking. He always got the show off, hasn't he? Uh, absolutely fantastic show, he says, and just brilliant records. And they are just brilliant records. But that's because John knows what he's talking about. So, we kicked off with... Um, one of the early heroes for me, Bobby Bland, I heard him you know, very early on, and um, you know when I first heard Call On Me, which is also recorded by Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was the record, I mean, you've just described, you know, chasing records around and, you know, wanting to get yourself a copy, and that was one that took me a while, but, I mean, Call On Me was incredible. Shoes, which in those early days never got the recognition, but then now, yeah. of course, it's uh, it's a huge sound. But that is as well, isn't it, Yum Yum Tree? Yeah, but... As I say, you could go into Reddington's and at the, at the back, he had boxes all art, with artist names on, either 25 count boxes or 50 count boxes, and you'd just say, oh, can I have the Bobby Bland box? And then you'd be looking through, you'd pull out things like that, shoes, getting used to the blues, all for a pound. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading since where records from anybody who doesn't know used to be in Birmingham. I mean, initially uh, there was a, a kiosk as well because, uh, you know, local collector uh, Bob Morris, a uh, very old friend of mine, I mean, he, he became, he's a little bit like you. He would go to places and buy, buy records and not tell anybody. <laughs> he was very good at that. Okay. I mean, from from Reddington, so he found things like Bobby Williams. Only got myself to blame. Johnny R, the champ. You know, I mean, underground records that, that you know, turned out to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, so would would Reddington's be on your map to sort of somewhere to go every week? Well, yes, every week. Yeah, the Rag Market, the first port of call, then walk back to Reddington's. Because at, at this point, John, I just put putting things in perspective. There is no um, obvious mail order to find rare stuff. Not not blatantly obvious. No. We got FL Moore. We got uh, Record Corner. But you know, it, it, it was a learning process for everybody. But I mean, Reddington's must have been importing heavily. Yes. Uh, the same way as yeah. FL Moore, and 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 learning as they went along as well as to well, what people a, would buy. You could go there on a Saturday, and out the front, he'd have the new releases as well it was either 50p each or four for a pound some weeks so of course you're in there to start with sounds like tomatoes doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> and then you played an incredible record and and you likened it to and then you're absolutely correct to liken it to the hesitations from the album soul superman which came on cap and uh, again I don't think it got the props. I mean, obviously, I'm not built that way. It got the props. It was on a yes. seven. Yeah. Uh, but this track's never been on a seven, to my knowledge. Um, but just what what a track! And, and <laughs> well, it was a cheap man's Eddie Parker's, I call it. Yeah, cheap man. Yeah, because <laughs> Eddie Parker. Yeah. I mean, when that evolved at the Torch and, and became the record at the Torch, and Dave Everson, I remember him asking me to do a cassette and just putting Eddie Parker on it, you know, nothing else, just next door's dog barking and Eddie Parker. Um, 
But that particular album, you just told me a story off there. I mean, the, your, your friend originally bought that at the Yeah, Ricardo, my friend yeah. Mark Allen had bought that. I, I borrowed it off him to hear it. And then um, I asked John Farrell from Worcester to get me a copy. And some few months later, one of the record first, he, he turned up with it. And because my mate had paid a fiver for it. And then John turned around and says, oh, one eight quid for it. And I nearly turned it down. But I'm glad I didn't. Well, that was that was a, a, just a, well, perhaps just under the week's wages by by the mid seventies, <laughs> yes. yeah. But it, yeah. it was very close. Um, you know, equivalent of a few more pounds nowadays. Um, we move on, but the next record, um, another absolute soul icon, and I used to play this track originally from the album, which we'll talk about in a bit. You were calling Curtis and John Corliss were on Hit Mix Radio, one hundred seven point five FM. It's twelve minutes after nine. Uh, take some more coffee, get some more drinks, because we're here till midnight. with you and you and especially you cause we have really played a show enough rip off game on mother nature we kill all the grass and we won't let the cool breeze last we just won't let the water flow and we won't let the natural things grow
107.5 FM The Power Station with Colin Curtis
Just going into Graham Moore's shop. These, these, those three releases there all came from Graham Moore's shop as new releases. As new releases, I've still got the still got the bank check stubs from Graham. My <laughs> business to Graham Moore. I mean, Graham was was one of the originals and uh, one of the original innovators. Of course, in, it, that was when he was in the Oasis. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, you've got him and Steve Glover and Steve Glover downstairs. So. Yeah. So you see, you, so you, you covered to, all options. Yes, there. covered all options. And, and Graham was bringing in, um, you 
you know, all the new imports. I mean, I, I know the suppliers we've got at the time and been giving some fantastic stuff. Um, and and each week, you know, empty my uh, bank account, no problem at all. I mean, it, but he, he got he got great taste as well. I mean, he, he didn't really try and push on you anything that wasn't any good. He'd probably send that back to the supplier, to be fair. Uh, and then we moved on with an album that, um, you know, I used to bang away at Time Machine at Blackpool Mecca. We played Wonder Woman tonight, produced by Lamont Dozier. And, you know, you've got Julia Till Tillman on background vocals. It doesn't get any better than this. You know, Luther Waters, Oren Waters from the uh, from, from the, the band The Waters. You've got uh, uh, Ron Coleman, H.B. Barnum, Paul Reiser. I mean, these are names that uh, are associated with some incredible stuff. And as you've just said, off-air and on-air, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, of course, is an actor. And uh, John Clement is, is on about Freddie Percy from Welcome Back, Cotter. Is that anything to do with uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs? If it does, you've got one upon me. Danny Turner, what was the track that sounded like Bobby Womack? Well, it sounded like Bobby, Danny, because it was Bobby <laughs> Womack, and it was called I Don't Know. Uh, absolutely brilliant track. Huge for me at Blackpool Mecca back in the day, because it's got that brilliant spoken intro uh, just sucked people on the dance floor give you time even even if you you, you weren't that old but <laughs> give you time to get out of your seat and get on the dance floor ready for it's the game it's affordable record Danny very affordable yeah and also uh, Steve Plum who's out and about uh, he'll be listening to uh the replay, which the replay will be available uh, probably on Monday. Uh, and then we finish up with Randy Brown, always in the mood. And, you know, the, the albums he did on Chocolate City as well were just incredible. I mean, I mean, Love Formula 69, all those tracks for me, you know, instant plays and, you know, regardless of, of, of anything that's said. But uh, Randy Brown, another one that was featured in the Blackpool Mecca set, uh, which I did up there in Blackpool this track uh, weekend, just gone. And we, we've got a Q track three as well. So tell us a little bit while, while I'm doing that. Tell Tell us a little bit about um, how you got to know Graham Moore. Well, just started by buying, as you do, more and more records, and then you know you found Julie and Graham Moore, and then of course downstairs in the oasis in the basement was uh, Steve Glover and Jan. And Steve's still up there on Facebook each and every week selling his wares and selling some fantastic records and showing you that you can buy fantastic soul records without spending a fortune. Yes, yeah. It was, well, such a lovely couple as well. Yeah, always, always, yeah. always. Both, well, both of them. They are indeed. Not me and John. <laughs> 26 minutes after nine, you were calling Curtis. Special guest tonight, Mr. John Corliss.
three album tracks this time and uh, kicking off with the one and only Mr. David Ruffin uh, taken from an album called Feeling Good uh, that was a track called I Let Love Slip Away and uh, then we continued with um, what is absolutely incredible du- <laughs> dual soul power uh, Gene Chandler and Jerry Butler from the album One on One and uh, then we continued uh, and finished off with Mr. Bobby Taylor just saying off air Bobby Taylor was uh, an artist that incredible record called Oh I've Been Blessed which I actually bought from Woolworths uh, back in the day but uh, that brilliant album track and released in the UK back at the time Don't Be Afraid so you've now turned a little bit towards the albums just as a soul fan well you things you could just go out in town and pick up you know relatively cheap well, I think that's absolutely true because I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't buy albums, <laughs> and so they, they would be out there. But, but I mean, it is incredible. Uh, Tamla Motown being, you know, probably one of the leaders of, of, of this particular style of genre of, of, of making sure that as, as much of their product got released in the UK. Um, and you know, you look back now, and you know, the amount of people who who collect UK, <laughs> you know, as 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 the best option. I think in terms of sound quality, certainly UK is right up there. And, yes. and you know, back in the day it was certainly right up there and that definitely moved so these are just albums that you're picking up going around the town flicking through and doing doing all that kind of thing but now 
What, what about Wigan? I mean, you've played some records there from Graham Moore. I mean, it was a different time. Did you ever go to Blackpool Mecca back in those days? I went in 75 and a 77. Uh, just just two occasions, just yeah? Just two occasions. Okay. And what, 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 what was your... I mean, because you've been affected by, obviously, the all-night thing and, and the social side of that, uh, what did you feel about Blackpool Mecca? It was... Well, it was just an awkward place to get to, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was if you didn't have a car. And of course, we didn't have a car. No. So there was no way if we'd have got there, we'd have ended up keeping on the street. Yeah, I think, I, you know, the one thing about, as I said about the Mecca was, there was, it was probably about a, a 40 to 50 mile radius that they brought coaches in every Saturday night. Mainly originally, of course, for the downstairs, just the commercial night to bring people in. Uh, and back in the 70s, Blackpool was still very high up on, on the place to go list. And the illuminations actually look like illuminations. Unfortunately, they don't look like illuminations anymore. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can understand if, you, if you'd only experienced it on, on, on a couple of occasions. What about the old days that followed? With um, I mean, the Ritz and... Uh, Again, because Birmingham was running, I didn't need to travel far. No. And, and did, what about Nottingham Palace? No, didn't even have to mention... You might be stuck with the, with, with the idea yeah, of Birmingham. And yeah. I have to say uh, that, you know, however it evolved, which, which music ended up in which room, Birmingham was always, uh, for me, uh, a benchmark of what was going on anyway. And, and most of the, the other top guys, the DJ-wise, were, were playing at that. So, um, and that kept you going. And Terry Sampson kept taking your money. Yep. Which is the way it should be. <laughs> Thirty-seven minutes after nine o'clock, here till midnight with myself, Colin Curtis, Hit Mix Radio, one hundred seven point five, and special guest tonight, Mr. John Corliss.
talk with a Kit Kat in your mouth. Difficult. Uh, there we go. Three more choices from John, and uh, all fantastic records. And as he said, uh, and, and as most of you collectors already know, every single one of them, both sides are absolutely incredible. Uh, we kicked off with uh, Debbie Taylor, and so um, we're talking about a connection here with Mr. Dave Golding, yeah? Yes. Uh, well, I started to read Blues and Soul, of course, and these were some of his recommendations. Too many, <laughs> again. <laughs> more, more money going out your wallet. Uh, Jim Plum, which was, was the final one of them three. I mean, when I went down there to do an interview with him, uh, um, which came out in Blues and Soul, he added that on. I mean, that was in my box, but we hadn't talked about it, but he'd obviously played it, and then decided to add it on anyway. I mean, that was Lou Edwards and Jesse Fisher. There was lots of fantastic yeah. stuff on, on that particular visit, and right in the middle there, again, this incredible Innovation 2 label which you've always raved about and is still absolutely brilliant. You've wrote it on yourself from uh, the one and only Barbara Hall and Killer on the other side, of course, dropped my heart off at the door. Um, Val Challoner, she's into Jim Plum. John Clement saying tune after tune, Vita Piss 3, and a big shout to uh, Rocky Marciano, Brian, uh, the king of jazz and boogie and soul. And it's nice to have you listening, sir. Uh, and well, Carol reckons he can't dance to soul, he's a jazz dancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put, yeah, yeah. I think, Don't I, want to offend Rocky. Uh, poss possibly incorrect. <laughs> uh, and, and you know that, that. I mean, you just mentioned blues and soul. So, so from blues and soul, despite the fact, you know, lots of lots of places were starting getting advertised. You know, different venues here and there. You're pretty much still sticking with Birmingham right through this. Yeah, and going to Wigan as well. And st still going to Wigan. I mean. Did you did you fi finish going to Wigan before the last throws, before the last 12, 18 months, or...? or well, we, yeah, we carried on, yeah. You but, carried on going? Yeah, but we were mainly going to the, the oldies night as the boy then. Okay. Yeah. And they, they were on the Friday as well? Yes, they were on the Friday night. Yeah. And that would, that would be more of an attraction for someone like yourself? Who likes to hear different stuff? How, do, how did that fit? Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I think it's because my two friends at the time they were going, you know, for that particular night. That's why I went. And and you know, obviously it's familiarity with something that you love anyway, so it's not yeah. it's not difficult to cope with. Yeah. As we continue, fifty-one after nine. <laughs> Mr. Sheen. It's just another way. Polish that one. Well, it's funny, I've come. Day, a way to spend my time to keep you off my mind. Watching the clouds in the sky go slowly drifting by. Like feeding the birds in the pond and counting the stars. Dark and searching for some 
10 o'clock and Charlie Reese has another fantastic selection. And yeah, well, you come in next time, Mr. Reese, so you, you know what you're up against. And well, everybody who's been on here so far, and John Clements out there, uh, and I think you could come on, John, as well, can't you? Um, I'll give you some dates and uh, you can come on as well. Susan Percenti uh, is loving the old Bobby Sheen. Uh, Trevor Heard travelling back from Oadby and Le- Oadby Lesson. What's Oadby? What's that? It sounds like a breakfast cereal. Uh, Val Challoner, uh, the other side's a killer. The other side of most of these tracks is a killer, Val. There's no doubt about that. Um, and we kicked off those three uh, with the incredible Mr. Bobby Sheen. And uh, that was something new to do. And so, originally, tell me about that. Well, I heard that at Stafford. I got friendly with Pete Willison from Southampton. And he bought a copy off Butch. I'm sure it came off Butch for the, the priceless sum of £2. And I said to Pete, what's it like? And he said, oh, Dave Dawley was DJing at the time. I'll get him to play it. And when Dave played it, he says, Pete turned around to me and said, he's playing the wrong side. I wanted the <laughs> other side playing. Which is, of course, uh, the side that Butch himself uh, featured a lot as well and also favoured and uh, may not be what you want, which, um, I mean, Bobby Sheen, I think, was about 72 and then uh, Mel and Tim did a version of 73 which came out on Stax Records as well and, uh, yeah, Butch was very much in favour of, uh, a bit too overproduced on the summer. Well, he charged years, me eight quid for my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two weeks later. I, I, I think once he realised <laughs> something had got some mileage, that, that's called business, John. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we went into something that, well, no one's played on the show so far. Absolutely brilliant. J.J. Barnes on Vault and uh, Gotta Get Rid of You. Uh, written by J.J. Barnes himself. So, just just a pick-up, just a cheap pick-up originally? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. And, of course, there's snowflakes on the other side, which is a good yes. record. Again, you know, as, as we're saying in chat and as we're saying live on air, lots of these records have got two incredible sides, as as the last one, D.D. Sharp. I mean, this went huge at Blackpool Mecca, absolutely huge, living and myself behind this one. Uh, this whole sound for me is just, it just kind of dreams along. Everything's there, the production's there, the arrangement, the string just absolutely fantastic um, and originally played off the album and then of course the 7 came along and uh, Touched My Life which is absolutely brilliant as well and uh, doesn't get much better does it than TSOP yes top those, well those are the records I heard at Stafford and all cheap relatively cheap records at the time so now we're going to Stafford, and what was the attraction there? I mean, a lot of people have told me their version of, of, of why they would go to Stafford, but there seemed to be, I mean, 78 I left Blackpool Mecca and went into Manchester and then... Well, in the early days, there was a broad spectrum from mm-hmm. new releases to 60s, of course, which I, it, it, I enjoyed it all. So, I enjoyed the night, but then, of course, Guy and Keb took over with the 60s Mafia... Yes, and it, was, it became prominently six, 60s in the the main room. Yeah, I, mean, I did. I did a couple of gigs there for Dave Thorley in in the other room. Yeah, uh, and and during the jazz funk here upstairs on some of the uh, old days yeah. uh, with Sean Williams, in fact, and Trevor M. People like that. So um, you know, it it, it kind of remained in there as, as a ballroom. I mean, it was a nice place. I mean, yes. it, it, you know, Stafford Top of the World was was a very nice place. Um, so originally, of course. You know, push, pushing the the newer stuff was 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 Dave himself. I mean, yeah. he, he still does that today with his his regular radio shows on YouTube uh, from Berlin nowadays. Of course, though, uh, it's yes. very trendy to be to be abroad. Um, so, so no, you you are going to Stafford. This is a period where a lot of people say that the kind of um, the momentum 
uh, you know, following the closure of Wigan, the momentum have kind of gone, and this is a place where you could go to and and hear records that you know weren't overplayed, uh, and they kind of did start to create their own sound. You've said did, yeah. about Kev, well, uh, guy, down. you know, Keith Mitchell still heavily involved at that point, yep. and um, uh, of course Butch himself. You know, and so Richard used to play there in the early days. And some it. some incredible live acts at Stafford. Lorraine Chandler, um, Harold Melvin, Harold Melvin. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Um, and of course Eddie Parker. Yeah, I think he was there the same night as Lorraine Chandler. Yeah. And uh, the Drifters who never showed, which I, I remember telling that story at Kiss funeral. Kiss just made me laugh about that when he, he <laughs> <laughs> even on the night he was still he was still expecting the Drifters to come up from London and play in Stafford. And uh, I remember. When Dave eventually said, "Keith, you, you know, are they coming?" and he said, "No." He said, "When did you know that?" And he said, "A week ago." <laughs> Which is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Classic Keith Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm walking on home, mm-hmm. doing a strut. Mm-hmm. Been working hard.
go to more classics from uh, the one and only um, Mr. John Collis is with me tonight and uh, yeah, Valentina's liking that one as well and we'll talk about the club in a second and uh, Charlie Reese, <laughs> yes, yes, you've got some following to do on this. Um, we kicked off there um, with It's Disappeared, but it's an album, uh, Impressions of course and uh, the Never Ending, which came out, well, got a release on Kent as well, but I mean, many, uh, that'd be about 1964, the Impressions, I think 1964. When you look back at the, uh, yeah, the Impressions, we'll stop that crackling, uh, <laughs> um, Curtis Mayfield, Arthur Brooks, Fred Cash, G.C. Coleman, Jerry Butler, Joseph Thomas, Leroy Hudson, Nate Evans, Ralph Johnson have all been impressions at different times and goodness knows what the lineup was at this point, but um, just that incredible sound, and the sweet soul sound, the arrangements, the way the whole thing fits together, absolutely brilliant track. And, uh, you come across that through through AD? I mean, we know, as you said off air, we're now well, in, the, in the 100 Club territory. It's yeah. my getting to know Pete Widdison from Southampton, as I say, he said to me at the Stafford one night, he says, well, why don't you try the, the 100 Club? Mm. And of course, I decided to go down and I went on my own and got the coach out of Birmingham at 7 o'clock. And he says, oh, we meet at Aidy's uh, local back of the BBC. So by by quarter to ten, I was in the pub with them all, Aidy, and it was Pete with... Oh, what's your son? Uh, Pete Widdison. Um, Pete right. Smith. We're throwing everything about. Yeah, they're all meeting Aidy's local before the 100 Club, because the 100 Club never used to start till uh, 1 o'clock. So, DJ-wise, who, who was playing at the 100 Club back then? Well, Aidy, of course. Yes. Uh, Randy, Randy Cousins. Randy Cousins, yeah. Uh, Pete uh, Widdison used to do it occasionally. Uh, Mick Smith. Yeah. Ian Clark. Yep. Um, Roger Stewart, who's passed away, unfortunately. Yes. So again, I mean, this this was again another another collection of DJs who were were connected with collecting as well. All got good taste, and so all of a sudden you've got you've got this different sound, you've got this different approach to it. Um, as as you know, we, we go all the way back to the Twisted Wheel, the Torch, Blackpool, Mecca, Wigan. Everything seems to have that period. Stafford, you know, we've talked about tonight. You said you used to go down to all nights in Yate as well. I know Tim used to go down to was it Saint Ives? <laughs> well, yeah, I went there a couple of times, but mm -hmm. that, again. It, that was a three, distance, yeah, three and a half hour yeah. trek from Birmingham back then, because there was no motorways, hardly. A trek back in the day. <laughs> uh, the second track we played following the impressions was Gene Chandler, and that was previously uh, an unreleased track, which eventually come out on our site with uh, Tony Drake on the other side. Um, but that was something, again, from AD, yeah? It was on a, a Gene Chandler Brunswick compilation that he put out. And, and obviously enough demand for, for our decide to be interested in releasing it. And that was a regular play at the 100 Club back at the time? No, it wasn't actually. No. Uh, the final one on Kent Records again. I mean, this man has, has been a phenomenon. We all know that. Maybe he'll come on the show as well. Uh, come Through Me from Garland Green. Uh, which well, he did that spring likes. album. And of course, that's an unreleased thing at the time when he put that compilation together. 
I think, you know, right at the start of the show, I mean, you, you know, when the sound started, started to change at Blackpool, when the sound started to change in America, really. Um, Garland Green, 73, sending my best wishes on spring. I mean, for me, that was a springboard to yeah. to the change. And, you know, that whole feel. I mean, Dr. Martin had, had a record out on spring. But, I mean, that opened up the door for a lot of independent labels, that, that, you know, Innovation 2, which I keep on mentioning. But all the majors, again, were signing Black Axe in the States uh, on Epic, on Columbia... Yeah, you know, when you see now your Carl Halls and all these fantastic records from that period. I mean, for me, that period between, say, 74 and 78 was absolutely colossal. And then, and then obviously, you know, different periods after that. But, I mean, during that period, for me, the combination of major label records. I mean, even, even things like on RCA, like the Tremaines, which now fetches crazy money, you know. And you got to release that to Graham's at the time. That's right. 90 that's pence. Right, that's right. And, you know, I mean, well, you've got... Fantastic. I mean, Garland Green, of course, was on RCA as well. I mean, yeah. there, there was there was lots of uh, lots of choice, and then this undercurrent of you know labels like Event Innovation Two, so many brilliant labels. I mean, Brown Door, we talked about off air as well. We have, so you've got still got the effect of John Anderson, who's still greatly missed on this scene. Uh, you've got the combination of, of uh, dealers like Francis T who would always push new stuff as well as, as the older stuff always like to turn up with you know an old b batch of new releases which and, and I think that's that is the essence of, of of why you know your Staffords and your hundred clubs after that continue to be excited because I know what Butch is like always trying to move on always trying to change and he's got the records and the collection to do that but I think that also indirectly as well inspired other people uh, you have to start digging around and, and you know, people like yourself we've always whether you've been DJing or not John you've always had an effect on people whether it's on cassette or whether it's on, you know whether it's just chatting about things I mean pretty much everyone on the show Eddie Hubbard um, and as I say next time I've got my old mate from the Mecca Charlie Reese and you, this just continued, doesn't it? This love of soul music, this exchange of, of, of knowledge if you will which yes. is and, and you're still doing it today Oh, yeah, but uh, today it's more new releases because <laughs> the old stuff is unaffordable to me as a pensioner. A lot of it. <laughs> You're not a pensioner. <laughs> <laughs>
Two more great tracks from uh, John Calls' Choices. We'll talk about them. I'll give you some uh, also gig information uh, while we go through. Um, but kicking off there, of course, the brother they loved and a whole lot of you and me. Rod Deal of purchased for you on that one. Certainly was from the Thorn days. And um, yeah, and, and fist, fist pushing that one as well. And uh, I've, I've got that on a 12 as well somewhere. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and they, again, another change, another thing that incorporated that kind of modern soul sound, if you will, but still. Yeah, that was an independent release of the time. Fantastic song. And then uh, an album that uh, you know, Spinning were very pleased to sell many, many of uh, went uh, huge uh, in Manchester. My Pleasure by June Kamagishi. And of course, the one and only Bobby. Well, Mac, I'm, I'm playing a, a nice uh, remix of, of this particular track at the moment in the set, which you'll hear tomorrow night if you're there. Uh, that's a tough album nowadays. Well, I've had it since the new release. <laughs> was that a Graham Moore? No, no. That would have been a mail order. A mail order, yeah. 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 And then we moved on with Sandra Wright with uh, a Terry Jones classic. <laughs> I come running back. Well, again, I, I didn't realise at the time. I believe that the album came out and within a week it was deleted. I don't know how true that is. I'm no, I can't throw any light on that one, I'm afraid. But but, but I know it, I know it suddenly became hard to find. Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether that was deletion or lack of copies or whatever. Well, you well know. I, I, to be quite sure, I, there was one in the vinyl exchange in Birmingham, at, priced at ten pound, and I nearly left it. And I thought, no, I can't leave such a good album, even though it's ten quid. So I bought it, and then I eventually sold it for sixty. <laughs> 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 Not because I didn't realise it had gone to that value. Yes, yeah, it did shoot up on volume. I just thought, I'm, I'm, oh, I'll get that. Some, there's bound to be somebody who, who wants one. Again, I, th- I think it, it just one of those tracks that built up over time and, then, and it wasn't straightforward to get older, which always creates then this, this posse of people who are all chasing it, which forces the price up when it does become yeah. available. And of course, Terry started to play that track as you said. Uh, you wanted to sing along for Terry, yeah, it's part of his show, yeah, definitely. And, and, and that was very much part of the Southport Weekenders back then. Uh, talking about gigs tomorrow night, um, I will be up there in Warrington at the hideout uh, with my, uh, my label boss, the one and only Dave Lee, of course. Joey Negro. Uh, we are there at the hideout tomorrow night. That's in Warrington. Uh, Alan Hartley kicking things off at 2 o'clock. Uh, the Strange One is on at 3.30. Big Will from New York City is on at 5 o'clock. Barry May himself at 6.30. I'll be on at 8 till 9.30. Then Dave Lee follows me 9.30 till 11.30. And then um, we've got Rich Francis finishing off 11 till I think it's 1am in that club and then the, the whole after party moves up the road onto Sankey Street and Big Will and Dave Lee will be taking you through to 3am in the morning as tomorrow night at the hideout uh, be quick or you know if, you, if you're going to come and pay on the door then I would certainly check with Barry May uh, that there's any tickets still left for that um, next Saturday I will be along with Greg Wilson and Trevor M, Pete Bromley and Matt Hurst. I'll be up in Hanley. Um, this is part of uh, Greg's new book launch. Uh, it's also a club night, so it starts at 7 o'clock till 9, and then the club night starts from 9 till 3. That's Greg Wilson, myself, Trevor M, Pete Bromley and Matt Hurst, and that's at the Hunt, the Underground in Hanley, Stoke-on-Trent. And that starts next Saturday, uh, which is on October the 7th. Um, looking around, October the 14th. 
Uh, we've got the Tiffany's Soul Revival once a year, of course, and that's happening this time at the Allsager Civic Hall, and that's 3 Lawton Road, Allsager, ST72AE. Tickets available on Skiddle, etc. Uh, you can pick tickets up locally from Suzanne Pacenti, uh, Janet Crow, and uh, the lineup is myself, Sol Sam, John Murphy, Pep, Barry Malidi, Nigel Brown, and Tim Ashibendi. And that runs from 6 pm until 1 am. That's Saturday, 14th of October, down there at the Osage Civic Hall. And then the following Sunday, uh, I am actually down there at Ease Your Mind and I'll give you some details on that after these next few records. We continue with the choices of Mr John Corliss, you with Colin Curtis it's 22.35 whatever that means About an hour and 24 minutes to go just under You can do it baby It's so true you can do it, baby, yeah You can do it, baby, yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah You got rhythm, I got rhythm, too
See, this is why I like John Coolers, because he doesn't stop thinking. Outside the box for some people, not for me. Bang on it. Three great records there, and we kicked off, of course, with the incredible Mr. George Benson, and we're talking off air about that there, from the new Yorick and Soul album, which, again, a game-changer. Total game-changer for me. It's got everything on it, Colin. Soul, jazz, house. What more could you ask for? Well, nothing, and, and, and what I also enjoyed about it is, is that your masters at work, uh, Kenny and Louis, taking and respecting all the people that had affected them, you know, the combination of the Royers, all those different sounds, and, and coming up with an album like that, which was an absolute game changer, and then that incredible, which, which, as you say, was taken from some, some George Benson licks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then created into the that. Yeah. In, into an incredible track. And then we go over the other side of the USA to San Francisco. Um, this, another incredible label. Um, Everything Changes by Groove Collective. But this label, which was making music, and um, you remember him as well when when he came over, Miguel Miggs, and played at Southport. I mean, he just created this whole sound, and I know even the likes of Richard Serling you mentioned, and you know, other top, top soul DJs have played tracks on this label because they're that good. Steve Hobbs was big on the Blue Six, you know, I mean, so many great tracks. If you don't know anything about the Naked Music label, then buy a few, definitely. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the breaking down? Who did that? I mean... Uh, Miguel Miggs. Yeah. It was Miguel Miggs, but I can't remember the name of the actual artist on... Uh, uh, Ladicia. It was indeed, and just this, for me, was, was just a natural progression, um, and again... Soul is in there. All the contents are in there. The mixtures of jazz, funk, and soul, which is what you know, what sent us all off in that direction in the first place. And then we finish off with uh, a guy in Scotland who combines Will Power with <laughs> Style Johnson and comes up with that, which is absolutely incredible. Well, it's the weird on the right track, isn't it? The backing. Yes. Um, I can't remember that now either. Uh, Another Philadelphia label, but yeah, incredible, incredible music. And, and again, it's about dancing, it's about the soul content, it's about that whole feel, which was absolutely fantastic. So, where, where are you hearing these records? Well, I started going to the house clubs, of course, and you, you hear things like this. In fact, I, I just used to go into town shopping and to buy these sorts of new releases at the time. Well, yeah. in, in, import shops, you know, right through the 90s and early 2000s were definitely pushing. I mean, vinyl was still the order of the day, wasn't it? And, I mean, I mean locally, um, nights like Golden and, and things like that were happening in Stoke. And, and, as you say, Birmingham has always been a hub of underground music and, and a pusher of underground music. So, uh, you wouldn't have had to go far. And any names of clubs from that period? Well, there was a little bar where Lynn Tyler ran her night at one stage called Red Bar. Red Bar, yeah. Some of the it. house lads I know, only in the 20s at the time. Yeah. They, they started the night there and they, they'd have some big US DJs go and play no, there. No, there were some massive DJs who and played there. And if you yeah. got there before 11 o'clock, it was free wow. to go in. Wow. And then it was only £5 after 11. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I played there once or twice for Lynn, actually, yeah. on Soul Underground. Only yeah. a very small place. Yeah, it was, but, but, but that allowed you to create the atmosphere. I would imagine when, you, when you're going in there and listening to some of the best house music around, that was absolutely oh, fantastic. Yes, well. yeah. He had the right people in there as well, so friendly. 
no politics about records, just wanted to hear in good just, music. That's right, that's right. So, and, and, and you learn in the same way as the days when you went to Wigan, that any, any good music sticks in your head and then you're off to the record shop. Well, it's funny enough, The Deep Sensation, I bought two copies of that, and my friend Dave Weldon used to pop round to drop his grapevine things off, and I played him that, and he even bought a copy off me. <laughs> Are you going to admit to that, Dave? Are you going to admit to that? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Until it never 
three more great choices. Ten past eleven, we've got about 50 minutes left on tonight's show. Hit Mix Radio 107.5 FM. And don't forget, I'm back here on Sunday with Joey Negro tomorrow night at the Hideout in Warrington. I'm back here on Sunday for the Jazz, Dance and Fusion. And that will be running from two o'clock till five. And lots of new music and lots of uh, great pulls off the shelf for this week. And lots of tributes uh, to people I've spoken to during the week. We kicked off there with Mr. Terry Callier and uh, a previously unreleased track, yeah? Soulful Love. Uh, previously unreleased and put together on this compilation um, because they'd be digging away because of the interest in Terry generally. I mean, my brother became obsessed with Terry Callier, even though he came to the Mecca two or three times and then he came to the Rafters a couple of times, but he, he really got into Terry Callier and I, I was lucky enough to be able to talk to Terry about my brother and his, his obsession. Uh, and the last time I saw Terry Callier and spoke to him live was uh, Band on the Wall in Manchester, but he's got a sound that is just inclusive isn't it just draws you in right from the cadet stuff through to the electra stuff and and stuff there on direct and yeah. just unbelievable unbelievable talent and once you people over the years said oh, they don't get terry callier and i just wonder what's missing there what's missing <laughs> if you don't get terry callier uh we then moved on and another track tonight from uh, a guy obviously you've got massive respect for and that's bobby bland yep let's get together uh, well, eventually, it was <laughs> with a little bit of uh, too late for tears before we got there. But uh, that's taken from an album called The Soul of a Man, Bobby Bland. And then uh, a track I know nothing about and sounded absolutely brilliant. And that was Mr. Slim Moore and the Marquise. And also I noticed on the album there's a version of Is It Because I'm Black? But that was a track called Stepping All Over Me. And so uh, how did you come across that one? Well, I just... It came into Juno, actually, uh, as I've played through it, yeah, went into my cart and on the doormat a few days later. On it went. So this whole trip, I mean, you know, talking to you tonight, and, and obviously I've known you for a long time, but, um, you know, right back to 1974, you've always had an open mind in terms of, you know, if you think it's good, it's good. You, you're not affected by the categories or the categories no. that put, put people put no, them in. it's never put me off. And, and, and we're going to do that now because we're going to you know, change around a little bit more. And these, very respectfully, are going out, especially to the memory of, for me, one of the nicest guys and one of the most talented set of ears that has ever been on the scene, and that's Mr. Jeff Burgess. <laughs> Feliz 
chocolate e esse negligê Beijo molhado dado por você Eu acho muito bom Quero mais tudo que me dá prazer Eu quero em dobro se puder viver Tudo de novo também vou querer Tudo de novo
2027. Colin Curtis is my special guest. Mr. John Corliss on the Hit Mix 107.5 FM. Heading towards the last 30 minutes. Before our trek through the musical journey. tonight by Mr. John Corliss, all the way from Lincoln. Kicked off the last three with Arthur Bersal and a track called Biz. All three of these records dedicated to the late great Mr. Jeff Burgess. Second one was the Jeff Anthem and he made it an anthem for everybody else as well. That was, of course, Moody Man out of Chicago. And in the background. Detroit. Detroit, sorry. Sorry, John. That's a, that's a very good pick. He would, he would have sent me a message tomorrow. Lay Barons are not only uh, a Jeff Burgess tip, but you just reminded me this was played at John Anderson's funeral. Yeah. Well, I went to one of the Cleethorpe's weekends to see an artist. And I, I popped in to go and see Dave Welding, and of course, John always oh, stood with uh, Dave. And Dave was busy selling records, and John said to me, I've got this record by Lost Barons. Yes. And I turned around and I just said, John, I've got that on 12. Anyway, over the next 30 minutes before the artist come on, we was having a chat about Afrobeat. And then coming towards the end before the artist come on, John turned around to me and said, that's the best conversation I've had all weekend. I've not had to talk about Northern Soul. And consequently, it was played at his funeral. And was that conversation taking place at Prestatin? No, at Cleethorpes. Oh, Cleethorpes, okay. Okay, and he, John was down there, as you say, selling records yes. along with Dave. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was all good. And and tell us a little bit about Jeff Burgess. Tell us how how you got to know Jeff. And well, I got to know Jeff at Sold Intent on the nights he ran at Sheffield, which I've ran for played, a few years. And yeah, Colin, they did. Of course, it, yeah, I played, played a couple of times. Yeah, two or yeah. three times. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I enjoyed his enthusiasm, and then uh, as you've said, he kind of redirected that enthusiasm in, into the jazz side as well. I mean, well, he turned around to me. He says, "Look, we're going to a jazz do at Nottingham out to lunch. Yep. Do you want to come along?" And yeah, that, that's when I started getting it more into jazz. And I got, um, obviously, I've known Jim for a long time, but I mean, I'm, I'm back there and I'm playing once or twice a year, and he's been doing that for over 20 years now. I mean, Out to Lunch is a fantastic session. Uh, it's ne never always the busiest session, but I mean, again, it, it's a little bit like you and me tonight. It, it's it's an extension of that, and that everybody there wants to be there, and, and, and that vibe just rubs off, doesn't it? Well, Jim's it? an old torch boy, isn't he? He is. He used to come to the torch, Jim. Yeah, yeah. We have conversations, and it remind me of a few things that happened there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jim Jim came through it. And again, um, you know, to pull something off like that in Nottingham and, and, and Jim used to go to Birmingham again, uh, Locarno and, 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 and the torch back, back to 1972, yeah, and he's still out there. But he, he really has 
you know, he's stuck with his guns with the jazz and he's he's put out some fantastic nights and, you know, he's, he, he brings, you know, the cream of the DJs in there and everybody yeah. gets a shot and, and Jeff was one of those. And of course you see all the good dancers there. The best dancers there. Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can dance to soul, can't you, Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> you know, baby, I know you think we can make it all work out, but I gotta tell it like it is. I don't want to make this any harder than it needs to be, so don't cry.
So we've got about, got about 18 minutes left. Um, but we kicked off there with a heart-shaped record by Maya uh, Hawthorne, who you're telling me was on live at the uh, wardrobe in Leeds. Um, and that's a track called Just As I'm Gonna Work It Out. Just Ain't Gonna Work It Out. Uh, sounds absolutely brilliant. I don't know that. Um, we then moved on with a record 
record on Tatsy's label, so he'll be giving you some points, won't he? Uh, coming on the show and playing records on his label. Don Bryant and uh, A World Like That. A World Like That, yeah. Um, which is available on Creative Soul, which is Tatsy's label. You can get in touch with him. If there's any left, will there be some left? Who knows? And then finally, uh, an artist that you know, I've tried to uh, always play when he puts something good out, and that was Donnie and uh, Do You Know? And that came out eventually on a 33 RPM, but originally was CD only when things were happening for uh, Fish at Simply Sold, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the Mayor Hawthorne, that came out in December 2009, and within a week it was fetching £100. But then, in uh, January, he was on at the wardrobe on a Sunday night, and the wardrobe used to do free sessions. Yeah. We arrived there at about 6.30, and I spoke to the bar manager. I said, oh, have we got time to get something to eat? Because what time is he on? And he says, oh, he'll be on about 9.30. But he said, I says, well, we'll go and get something to eat. He's, but the bar manager says, you better be quick. We've had a lot of calls on him. And by nine o'clock, the club was absolutely... You couldn't move. You uh, couldn't and a move. great club it is as well, Bordeaux yes. and Leeds, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. I know uh, Luby Ivanovic has done a lot of stuff there yeah. as well. I don't know if he was involved in that night. No. Um, but certainly he's done you know, a great deal of good stuff in Leeds. Um, we continue, 23.43. So we've gone, we've gone through Wigan, we've gone through the 100 Club, we've gone through Stafford, we've gone into Sheffield Soul Intent with Jeff Burgess. Um, the last set of records, what's the connection there? Well, they're just new releases I've picked up at the time. As I say, we knew the, the Donny from, from Fishies when he used to sell the CDs because yeah, it was yeah. something out of a lantern he picked up. And would, would that have been about the time of, of Fishies Nights, uh, was it, uh, Without Boundaries? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, you know, he re used to run some fantastic modern soul nights and then he moved over to Burton on Trent in a the brewery there. Yeah. You know, still some great nights and also catering for the other side, sticking Butch in the other room or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, um, disappointed. I mean, I think there was a lot more respect uh, between promoters in those days and so the bank holidays did tend to fall, um, you know, towards his gigs. And I think it originally was originally without boundaries on a Friday night. No. It was a Saturday, was yes, it? Yeah, Saturday. okay. Yeah. Uh, then the Don Bryant track on a visit to our friends, Mr. Uh, Taylor, <coughs> who is a resident, <laughs> only lives a few miles from me. Yeah, yeah. He always says to me, Have you got any recommendations for him? Um, I told him about the Don Bryant, which was only a download track. Yeah. He ended up playing it twice and then turned around and says, well, I'm going to have a word with Don about putting that out. Brilliant. And I suggested. The, the B-side, it was jealousy to him. Yeah, yeah. Is it, and then six months later, nine there months later, it, there it is. I think that's it. I mean, amongst the people who, you know, like yourself and, and Tats and, and, you know, many, many others who've, who've just kept this going. I, uh, I've had Alan Kitchener on here, you know, his label's fantastic, you know, I mean, been some brilliant labels. I mean, Patrick Biggestaff with his Zifu label, is it, you know, I mean, I, I'm struggling to get Patrick on. I think, I don't think he's got enough shirts. He's got he's got some fairly nice shirts, but he can't lay the extra shirt for Friday nights. Um, but as I say, July we had Steve Plum. Um, in August we had Tats Taylor. Tonight we've got Mr. John Corliss. 20th of October I've got Charlie Reese in here on the Friday night. And the 17th of November, another one I'm looking forward to, is Brian 45 Phillips. Brian was heavy influence, of course, in Twisted Wheel. And also a heavy influence in finding me some fantastic records in the 70s. And uh, then Tim Ashibendi is back. Uh, that's in December and... And then 
hopefully on that night I'll be able to announce at least the first six shows that are going to be happening in 2024. We continue 46 on the clock, so uh, we'll try and squeeze as many in as we can to take us up to the top of the hour.
Callers started off with Daily from the album Nights and Days. 
Cup. Shouts of Manchester by all again. And Manchester boy as well. That's the track I've been playing. Only, only a lot of gigs, in fact, with this track from Object Heavy, which is now on vinyl. And I've learned that myself tonight. For the better is the track. Uh, Dancefloor Friendly may even stick that into the show tomorrow night with uh, with Mr. Joey Negro. And then a brilliant unreleased track there from uh, the one and only Mr. Bobby Taylor. And Touch My Love. And we've got you know, Motown, rare and unreleased. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. John, thank you very much for coming in tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've certainly enjoyed it. I know all those people in the chat room have enjoyed it. And Danny Turner's enjoyed it. That's the main <laughs> thing. And he's been able to spend some money. Um, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me, Colin. And, uh, I hope it's just the listeners enjoyed it. Well, you know they have, because we've been chatting away in, in, in all night. And uh, big shout to them, big shout for all the support. Going to finish off with this one, a Soul Junction classic for 2023, from the one and only Mr Jesse James from Colin Curtis on the Hit Mix. Don't forget, back here on Sunday, 2 till 5 with Jazz Dance and Fusion. And tomorrow night, I'm in Warrington. And October the 14th, All Saints Civic Hall for the Tiffany's Revival. Have a great week and a great weekend. Like a stone